Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Caussade, S.J., Book 1, Chapter 2, Section 12, The Divine Word, Our Model. The divine action alone can sanctify us, for that alone can make us imitate the divine example of our perfection. In course of time, the idea, formed by the eternal wisdom of all things, is carried out by divine action. All things have in God their likeness and are recognized and known by the divine wisdom. Should you know all those things that are not for you, such knowledge would be no guide to you in any way. The divine action beholds in the word the idea after which you ought to be formed, and this example is always before it. It sees in the word all that is necessary for the sanctification of every soul. The Holy Scriptures contain one part and the workings of the divine action in the interior of the soul after the example set forth by the word complete the work. We must understand that the only way of receiving the impression of this eternal idea is to remain quietly amenable to it and that neither efforts nor mental speculations can do anything to that end. It is obvious that a work such as this cannot be effected by cleverness, intelligence, nor subtlety of mind, but only by the passive way of abandonment to its reception, and by yielding to it like metal in a mold, or canvas under the pencil, or stone in the hands of the sculptor. It is evident that to know all the divine mysteries of God, is by no means the way in which, by his will, we are made to resemble his image, that image which the word has formed of us. That our resemblance to the divine type can only be formed in us by the impression of the seal of the divine action, and that this impression is not produced in the mind by ideas, but in the will by abandonment. The wisdom of the just soul consists in being content with what is intended for it, in confining itself within the boundary of its path and not trespassing beyond its limit. It is not inquisitive about God's ways of acting, but is content as regards itself with the arrangements of his will making no effort to discover its meaning by comparisons or conjectures, but only desiring to understand what each moment reveals. It listens to the voice of the word when it sounds in the depths of the heart. It does not inquire as to what the divine spouse has said to others, but is satisfied with what it receives for itself so that moment by moment it becomes in this way divinized without its knowledge. It is thus that the divine word converses with his spouse by the solid efforts of his action 
which the spouse, without scrutinizing curiously, accepts with loving gratitude. Thus, the spirituality of such a soul is perfectly simple, absolutely solid, and thoroughly diffused throughout its entire being. Its actions are not determined by ideas, nor by a confusion of words which by themselves would only serve to excite pride. Pious people make a great use of the mind, whereas mental exertion is of very little use and is even antagonistic to true piety. We must make use only of that which God sends us to do or to suffer and not forsake this divine reality to occupy our minds with the historical wonders of the divine work instead of gaining an increase of grace by our fidelity. The marvels of this work of which we read for the purpose of satisfying our curiosity often only tend to disgust us with things that seem trifling, but by which, if we do not despise them, the divine love effects very great things in us. Fools that we are, we admire and bless this divine action in the writings relating its history. And when it is ready to continue this writing on our hearts, we keep moving the paper and prevent it writing by our curiosity to see what is doing in and around us. Pardon, divine love, these defects. I can see them all in myself, for I am not yet able to understand how to let you act. So far I have not allowed myself to be cast into the mold. I have run through all your workshops and have admired all your works, but have not as yet, by abandonment, received even the bare outlines of your pencil. Nevertheless, I have found in you a kind master, a physician, a father, a beloved friend. I will now become your disciple and will frequent no other school than yours. Like the prodigal son, I return hungering for your bread I relinquish the ideas which tend only to the satisfaction of mental curiosity. I will no longer run after masters and books, but will only make use of them as of other things that present themselves. Not for my own satisfaction, but in dependence on the divine action and in obedience to you. For love of you, and to discharge my debts, I will confine myself to the one essential business, that of the present moment, and thus enable you to act. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle God of youth, child of Mary, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
twice in tonight's reading, Father de Cossard speaks about a pencil. He says that you and I are like a canvas in which God the Father is trying to create an image. But like an artist, God the Father has an idea in his mind to which the image on the canvas is to somehow conform. And the idea in his mind is a reflection of his word, his eternal word, his son. That God the Father is trying to write on this canvas his son. He's trying to make a likeness to the word through whom all things were made. And insofar as this word can be participated in in so many different ways, insofar as it can be somehow reflected, expressed in various ways, so he has so many different ideas of you and me. God the Father has an idea of you and me, which he's trying to bring out in our lives. Our lives are this image that's in, compared to the canvas. God the Father, by his divine action, by the working out of his providence, which is carried out in the love of the Holy Spirit, is making us into this idea that he has of us, which is a reflection of his Son. For God the Father loves one thing, his Son, his Word. And in that Word that he spoke eternally, God the Father spoke everything that he could make. You and I are somehow contained in the Son. You and I are somehow caught up in the Son's relationship to the Father. And so what do we have to do? We don't have to understand with great ideas what he's doing. This is where the canvas image is helpful, or the stone, because it's not necessary for the canvas, in order for it to become what the artist is trying to make, in this case, what God the Father is trying to make, it's not necessary for the canvas to know how it's being used. In fact, if the canvas keeps moving to try to make itself more amenable to the artist, generally that's not a good thing. And so we have to be still. We don't have to know what he's doing. Our perfection consists not in knowing so much as in becoming, in being conformed, in actually being made into this unique reflection of God's eternal word, his son, Jesus Christ. So therefore, what do we have to do? We have to make use of what he sends us. We have to suffer what he sends us. Well, what if he wants us to know a lot? What if he wants us to be learned? Well, then good. Then that's what we have to do. If he wants us to be theologians, if he wants us to be philosophers, if that's our unique way of reflecting his son, sharing in Christ the teacher, then that's what we have to do. But it's not 
knowing curious things in themselves that makes us holy. It's not somehow being able to say all this stuff about God's actions that makes us holy. No, our holiness is in conformity to his will. Living at the present moment. And why the present moment? Because the present moment is where time touches eternity. And God is eternal. And God's action is touching us in the present moment. And who is this God of ours? Who is God the Father? He's a kind master, a physician, a father, a beloved friend. And this is what Jesus Christ came to reveal to us. This is why he became incarnate. This is why he was born for us. This is why he sent the Holy Spirit into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. Jesus Christ wants to show us how great his Father is. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.